This show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, helping you find print and online marketing solutions that fit your needs. Visit them at huntercreation.com. Welcome to Show 49, Herb Lab. Today we're reviewing Show 48, Body into Balance with Maria Noel Groves. We will discuss some of the topics in our book, along with recipes we have tried in the last week. Later, in Herbal 101, we'll talk about how to reduce joint stiffness. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Susie Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Susie Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. I have had a fun time with Body Into Balance this week. How about you, Sue? Yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been enjoying using that as a resource. Yeah, really? it was delightful, too, to talk to Maria, wasn't it? I know. It, it I really that. is. I love having our Skype visitors but it it's when you actually have them in the house it's so much easier yeah because you could have easier. all this before talk time and and we had fun afterwards we got to go out and have a little tour of of uh we went to doris ranch, doris ranch. Yeah, yeah that was fun that was nice that was i wish we could have stayed a little longer so much more i would have liked to show her there and yeah. then we went out for brews and food 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 there first. was food. food there, there was food, food. yes and but beer. That was nice too. <laughs> and beer. And beer. And it was fun introducing her to some other herbalists in town as well. Yeah, we had a great time. I know. It's it's you know, like I think when you're talking to somebody about the experiences you have, being able to show them physically, this is what this looks like. And you yeah. know, then I feel like she's really had the full guest experience. And she came down from Albany. I know. She drove was all the nice. way down here. And then she had the Mother Earth News Fair right yep. after that. Yep. Oh, I did not envy her. That was a hot weekend. It was a hot weekend, but it's a fantastic fair. It was. That's, I'm I, sure it was. A yeah. friend of mine from Master Gardener went to it and just had rave reviews. Yeah. I intended Absolutely. to go this year and then one thing after another just didn't work out. Yeah. So next year, my plan is to go because I think they We're have it go. up there every year. They do. We're going to go. Yeah. Here's the... Here is the recorded promise. Uh, we'll actually get our butts We're gonna up go. there. We're going to go. this thing. Yeah. Mother News. Yeah. And uh, we got a, we each got a copy of the book, which was really gracious from the publisher. I appreciate that. Uh, which was signed. Yeah. Was signed, I got a signed copy. <laughs> but I, I need to say, just get this out. If I would have found her book in the bookstore, I would have picked it up because it's pretty it's a gorgeous book it is a really gorgeous book through it and i would have put it back yeah <laughs> you don't like the pretty things do i don't you? like pretty things i'm <laughs> just mean spirited i i i make these assumptions which isn't based 100 percent on all of my experiences but on a majority of my experiences that books that are aesthetic are not as tight in their text Right. Like they're not yeah. intended for clinical herbalists or, you know, whatever nerdy thing I'm looking for. And that is simply not the it's reality not the so much anymore. Right. You know, now there's more of a blending between aesthetics and academics. Yeah. For how much we writers have complained about the way that the publishing industry has changed and self-publishing is becoming such a strong piece of it and the publishing mm -hmm. houses can't do business as they once did and the focus on picking up authors because they'll make money for the company rather than picking up authors because they're really good at what they do and therefore are producing good books, which right. was 
you know, a hundred years ago, that was how you got published was be a good writer. Yeah. And then now it's last 20 years. Mostly it's been have a good story outside of the book you're writing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got a good surrounding story, you'll get picked up. Right. Even if your writing is really lousy and the publishers haven't been putting the energy into making the writing good. Mm -hmm. Maria does an awesome job of balancing that. She really does. She's a really good writer. It was very impressive. You know, I'll I'll say also, this is True Confessions Night, apparently, (laughs) but Candace... Uh, listeners, uh, when we got the book, I rolled my eyes and Candace <laughs> said, you have to read it. Just read it through. Yep. You are- <laughs> Just read it through. You don't have to like it. <laughs> so I read it. And I, and of course I read it through the beginning to the end, kind of just, as opposed to just piecing through it. And, and I really enjoyed it. And I loved how she had her protocols put in. Yeah, she does a nice job of filling the gap between clinical books, Mm -hmm. which can be very dusty and unapproachable unless you're really looking for really clinical information and books that are typically written for the mainstream, which often fall short for me. I mean, there's this gap and she does, Maria does a wonderful job of filling that gap with giving me the clinical information, the protocols for Mm -hmm whatever it is we're talking about, like Alzheimer's or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then she also gives me enough information on what is the body system we're talking about? How are the herbs that are working? Why are they working? Mm -hmm. What are other components that you look at when you're addressing these systems? Yep. It's enough to feel comfortable. Yeah. And on the things that she has a variety of different things in there. And one of the things that I appreciated was (laughs) this is something non-clinical. She had a piece of, uh, gin-soaked raisins for arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> Specific, and she said very specifically, there isn't really any research on this. Right. This is basically just uh, folklore and historic use. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, there's a lot of um, research about how raisins work for the body because of the iron, etc. And there's a lot of research on how, you know, the, for the nutritional part. And right. then for juniper, and how those, the volatile oils, et cetera, work for arthritis. So just putting those two together, you know, she's making a jump and she was totally honest about it. Yeah. Here's a very old recipe. It's got tons of empirical evidence behind it, you know, experiential stuff for Mm -hmm. centuries, but no science. No science. Uh, There's pieces on chunks of it. And I liked how she was just really honest about that rather than pretending you know, this, this is the cure. This is the clinical cure for whatever, where it, and she's putting that in with all of these other things that do have some clinical evidence and research behind it. And I liked her transparency and that made me go, Ooh, now I'm going to make gin soaked. I'm going to try it. I can hardly wait. Yeah. See how those work. I I want to try one. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And and there's just so many things that you can throw that in. Like with tinctures. Yeah. I'll Mm -hmm. take my tinctures every night, but not everybody will. Right. Right. Yeah. Gin soaked raisins would be easy to toss into smoothies and things like that. Top your salad. Right. Cook with it or yeah, I'll cook with it. Throw it on the side of even just as like a little condiment. I mean, it would probably be quite a tasty little condiment, especially if you're sitting down for like a roasted chicken or roasted like sweet potatoes and root vegetables Mm, in the fall. Yeah. I'd be really Mm -hmm. good with that. That is very true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could I I was excited about that idea. So she has little things like that all throughout her book. Yeah, and the I truth for me is that I am guilty of going to like Barnes and Noble 
and sitting there for an hour or two reading a book and putting it back on the shelf because it's really not going to have what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm you not, spend you know, your hour with it that you will ever spend. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is a book that I would have gone, I would have read probably the first, yeah, I would have read it for a couple of hours. It probably would have been like the first 60 pages or so and I would have taken it home. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it was worth the price. It was definitely worth it for me. Yeah. I was I was very engaged. I was surprised at how engaged <laughs> so, And I was quietly laughing. Of course you're engaged. Yes, so I you're, told you it would no, be a good you're, you're such the I told this little girl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But she had a lot of other things in there too that I really appreciated. In the managing pain, chapter 12 was mm. one that was for our clinic. Uh, yeah, that would be a lot of good stuff for right. you guys. Exactly. That was very practical information. And the, the carpal tunnel syndrome, just for her to put out there, B6 you know, mm-hmm. Just do the piece. Yeah, you can do the surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's things that you can do, salves and different stuff. But really, just give somebody B six. Yeah, that's another piece of the gap that I thought was nice. A lot of times, herbal books will talk about herbals, and they'll miss the food components, yeah. which are obvious, and the nutritional pieces, which are part of the food components. Yep, that might tell you to take a specific herb like rose hips for arthritis. Mm-hmm. And the reason you're doing that is actually because of the vitamin C. So right. anything with lots of vitamin C would actually do the job for you because mm-hmm. it's really about getting the vitamin C more than anything else. Yep. You know, That's so very true. And people have different absorption for different uh, minerals and, and yeah. vitamins. And uh, a random example would be, you know, there's people that have a hard time absorbing vitamin B12 from food. Right. You know, they have a... a anemia from that and they need to have a a very specific delivery system is not good enough to get it from food they're just not going to get it right they in this case they for b12 they have to have shots but yeah there's you you can't there's people that that there's people yeah as i say there's people like me that have you know on this day of the cycle Mm -hmm. i'll absorb my magnesium no problem right but in two days, forget about it. Right. I'm going to need to take like four times. I have to have the supplement just to not have muscle cramps, right. in the middle, in muscle spasms in the middle of the night, which causes insomnia, which makes the whole thing worse. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, absorption can change from day to day even. For some people. For yeah, some and people. for cycle yeah. of your life to cycle of your life. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that on oh, our didn't poop show. To, it didn't used to be this way. It didn't. Well, and it is. <laughs> And in another 10 or 20 years, it'll be something different. Oh, God, please tell me it's less than 10 because I'm ready for something different. Oh, you'll, you'll get all kinds of different yes, I'm going to complain then, too. Okay, complain all your way. That's will. good. You always got a hobby. One of the things I tried this week was the bitters. I got the beginning of trying the bitter spray. Mm-hmm. I have... You made it, right? I, well, I didn't. I, did, I started the... I, her her recipe has you put everything into essentially one tincture mm-hmm. and then let it stand for, I think it was a two to four weeks and then put it into a spray. Um, There's dandelion, fennel, ginger, uh, citrus, like an orange or grapefruit, cardamom. Peel? I think it was the whole fruit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it looks actually quite tasty. Interesting. And then um, shisandra berry and artichoke leaf. And so I have lemon balm and lemon balm. Lemon balm I have in tincture oh, yeah, form. Do. Ginger I have in tincture. Dandelion root I have in tincture form. Mm-hmm. So what I decided to do was take one of the things she does in her book is everything is in parts. Instead of a cup of this, it'll be one part of this, oh, which is beautiful. Right, because your ratio can vary, sure. Yeah, so mm-hmm. what I'm doing is tincturing up my first um, artichoke leaf tincture because I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. It hadn't really dawned on me until I read this book. 
that artichoke could be used as a bitter. Oh gosh, is it ever a bitter? And considering Uh how well it grows in my yard and knowing what the digestive issues are in my family, it's probably exactly what we need. Sure. So I decided, oh, I'll tincture that up. It'll be fun. And you used a leaf or a leaf part, I imagine, because those leaves are are enormous. Yeah, it was like a leaf and I've got a quart started. (laughs) So I'm excited about that. It's going to take a couple of months to get that one done. The thing I don't have right now is Shisandra Berry. Oh. I haven't gotten that one Gosh, yet. I wonder. I'll have to look on my untold treasures of herbal wonders and, and see if I've got some. I might have some dried Shisandra Berry. Oh, I'd be very happy to receive that yeah. if you do. Boy, in my mind, that's an herb that I feel like I really need to look into more. We've used it in clinic certainly plenty of times. I've recommended it to people because it really is good for a lot of different things. And we've mentioned it on the show yeah. a few times before. But I feel like I need to do a lot more research on it because I think I underutilize it. I think it is. It's. I know it's adaptogenetic. Maria yeah. talks about that. Mm-hmm. I've Flavor. often heard of it being used for um, women's issues, women's fertility issues, particularly mm-hmm. later in life. So late, late PMS issues, moving into perimenopausal and menopausal age mm-hmm. issues. Um, and then I think what was it was also. It's in the bitters because it's a mild digestive stimulant. Yeah. And it's also considered an immune system stimulant. Yeah. It's so really it's well it's a well, yeah. In the Chinese medicine, it's called five flavor berry mm-hmm. or five flavor fruit. Wu Wei Zi. Yep. Zi, something like that. That's what I got from the book, from Maria's book, by the way. So I haven't, I haven't done my actual, like, look more deeply into the Chinese medicine uses of it. But it's... It's just because it's called five flavor, it means it balances like pretty much all the tastes. Yes. So it has some of everything. Yeah. Which really tells us as Western herbalists that it tends to be good for just about every type. Well, it's so good for digestion. Digestion seems to put, touch everything. It does. I mean, and and the work that we are using it for is in the clinic is also. It's for people with liver issues, liver and okay. digestion. Yeah. And that seems to, if you, if those are out of whack, yeah, your life is not going to be, yeah. it's got a huge amount of other things, depending on how long you've neglected yourself. Right. So yeah, that's just, it, it's, and it has such a quick effect as far as I can tell. Yeah. Like some herbs you need to take for a long period of time. Right. Before you start seeing effects. Yeah. So like the astragalus. Yeah. Like astragalus is one that you take for ever sure and it'll take quite a while before you start to really notice the effects because they're very small and incremental Mm -hmm. but once once you start to notice them you realize it's really working yeah they're baseline but yeah yeah but yeah for shisandra it it works pretty fast and i frankly can i do not like the taste yeah i think it's one of those love it or hate it tastes Mm -hmm. and i had shisandra tincture like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and i think i eventually gave the rest of the bottle away because for me at the time it was too stimulating Uh but i'm in a whole different place in my life now so it feels it it seems like one of those things i'm like i have a feeling in a small dose that might be right for me again Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm interested in doing that one i think it grows in our region but i'm not yeah it can yeah in the pacific Northwest, i know some people that are growing i don't I haven't seen their Shisandra bushes to tell you then it's growing healthy or how big it gets. Or how big it can get. Because like rosemary in this area, 
Oh my it god! Just turn, they turn into giants. Just so much rainfall. Yeah, yeah. They do really, really. Rosemary does really well here. Extremely well. Yes. And the, like my artichokes, I mean, a couple of them are like massive. Right. There's, it's like what four square feet. This artichoke plant, mm-hmm. one single plant, is taking up. Yeah. Uh, you know. Right now we're in summer and it's currently raining outside the window. Yeah. In summer and that's Oregon. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> but yeah, for the other thing that I really liked was um, she had something, and this is something I've been using for um, blood glucose because we have a lot of diabetic patients oh, that yeah. go through the, the clinic. And the chromium um, is a supplement. She has the list that I'm familiar with using the blueberry bilberry. Uh, cinnamon and gymnema those are the three champions that yes that yeah. i agree with. she also had a couple of other things fennel and stuff that i had not or fenugreek that i had not used but the thing that i else that i liked is for people that like i'm used to the let me back up a little bit i'm used to saying uh well you need a chromium supplement if you're low on chromium are you low on chromium have you had your blood work done? You know, no, no yeah, maybe they, they have, yeah. maybe they haven't. They're not sure. But people will remember if their triglycerides are down. Ah. Uh, and then they're like, well, so. what do I do for that? Well, chromium. Nice. <laughs> there you go. So there's one of your indicators that people will remember, you know, whether they have their blood work with them or not, because they get concerned about that one. Yeah. So that's that's one of those little indicators there. And, and that was something that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a good and I like Good the, way. The, and then the cholesterol, something that people are always concerned about too. So yeah, that's in there too with chromium and and blood glucose. Yeah, I actually had a reason this last week to try the uh, dealing with a hypoglycemic. We had a little mild flu that went through our house, Aww. and for me, I didn't actually get sick. I was fine, but I had a couple afternoons where. Around like two hours after lunch, I started to get like all shaky. Uh huh. And I was like, what the hell is this? Right. And I thought, oh, maybe I have low blood sugar. So I whipped up a thing of the, I went to her page 147. It has two teas on it mm-hmm. a vanilla, blueberry vanilla tea, and then a cinnamon tea. And I didn't, I was too lazy to go out and get the blueberry leaves, of which I have very few because my plants are tiny and the right. poor things need better care than I'm giving them. Are they yellowing? Um, maybe I'd have yeah. to go look at them <laughs> again, lazy, lazy herbalist okay, okay. on this side of the table, but I did have dried blueberries. So I used those. Okay. So I use, and I also figured I'm not diabetic. Right. And you know, so I'm like, okay, I'll try the dried blueberries, but I'll add cinnamon. I put a whole cinnamon stick in. Mm-hmm. So I stuck a cinnamon stick in, I put the dried blueberries in, and then I stuck the, um, Roy Boss vanilla tea that I had in, mm-hmm. and I think that covered everything that was in the, the blueberry, blueberry vanilla, vanilla tea. tea. Yeah, it the covered hibiscus. Did you? Have I didn't have hibiscus. Okay. I probably could have added maybe some rose hips, maybe, uh-huh. but I I didn't, and I I don't like the flavor of hibiscus, so I was it, like, well, sour. yeah, I'm not sour. terribly. It's a good fun. refrigerant. It probably is. So like that and watermelon, if you need cooling down. That's a good one. Works really well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't use it that day. Okay. So anyway, but I stuck them in. I did the tea that way and it worked really well. I was really surprised. So those couple of days where I was dealing with that, it happened like two or three afternoons in a row. Mm. And then it passed and I'm still enjoying the blueberry and cinnamon because it's just good. Like, oh, this is a tasty tea. Yeah. Very good, especially as the evening comes on and I start to get sugar cravings. Mm-hmm. It's that time of the month, right. you know, with the the high estrogen. 
and the high I want to eat baked goods. Right. So really then eating a bowl of cereal or whatever. Cookies. Yeah. Then you're drinking that tea. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I pulled out the tea. I remembered that when I was in my 20s, I used to at the office get sugar cravings every time they would bring in like cakes and stuff. And I couldn't really eat that. And I'm sitting at an office all day, you know, I was going to get fat, Mm -hmm. which I did put on some weight from doing that. I realized that was a bad thing. So I used to drink this tea called Good Earth. It was their original formula, sweet and spicy, and it was really strong cinnamon flavor. Yeah. A lot of their stuff is very earthy and cinnamony. Yeah. So the cinnamony, but that got me through it. Every time they would do that, I would make my cup of tea with the strong, and I'd make it really strong. Mm -hmm. And then while everybody else is standing around eating cake, I'm drinking my tea thinking, thank God I'm not taking in all those extra calories and Mm -hmm. I'm actually satisfied. I'm shocked. Right. So yeah. yeah, the cinnamon worked really well for the dealing with cravings. Yeah, I I give blood, and that's oh. one of my things at the end. Is like I just carry a cinnamon stick with me. Yeah, and I always have like the cookies and the juice and everything. And I'm not a juice drinker. Yeah, but uh, cookies, sure, I'll eat cookies. What the heck? But that's you know, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's I eat too much sugar on an empty stomach and yeah, ugh, not yeah. pleasant. So the sh- cinnamon stick and just chew on that, and that helps bring my blood sugar back up for me and it's very tasty it is tasty yep yeah so I, it was a good day having her it was having fun her around she's got a good spirit mm-hmm. very inspiring very inspiring yeah yep well um i hope that you guys can take a minute to listen to if you haven't yet listen to our show with uh maria noel groves the bounty into balance uh, book that she wrote. We've got a review of that on our site. And if you want more information for links, uh, book reviews like the one I mentioned and resources we mentioned on this program, check out our show notes on The Practical Herbalist. Now, make sure that you sign up for our free newsletter, which includes the links to the recipes and the how to's and our ebooks written by The Practical Herbalist, as well as more detailed information on the topics that we discussed on this podcast as we publish them on thepracticalherbalist.com. And please support us through Podbean. Or and or by buying our ebooks on Amazon. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Pinterest, join in our discussions on Twitter, and share your images and experiences using the Instagram hashtag the practical herbalist. You can find more information as we publish it on the practical herbalist, and we ask you please put your comments in the comment section at the end of articles and at the end of our show notes as well. We love the feedback and it inspires us to find out even more about the world around us. Now it's time for a Real Herbalism Radio sponsor break. Hunter Creation is a full-service graphic design studio. They offer design for print like business cards, brochures, and large format banners. They also offer design for web specializing in self-hosted WordPress sites, e-commerce, and single splash pages. To top it all off, they can get just about anything printed for you at amazing prices, whether or not they do the design work. Visit their site at huntercreation.com for more information. Now, back to the show. Herbalism 101. This is part of the show where Sue and Candace answer a listener question or teach you about an herbal definition or term covering basic to advanced herbal knowledge. If you would like the dirt on herbs, herbalism, or anything else related, you can send your question using our simple contact form at realherbalismradio.com slash herbalism101. If we choose your question for the show, we will send you a free PDF ebook 
Natural Nutrition by The Practical Herbalist. Currently available for $4.99 at The Practical Herbalist store. Here's Candace and Sue to discuss this show's Herbalism 101 topic. Today's question comes from Amber. Amber writes, Hi, Real Herbalism Radio. I'm a mom of a little one, and I find myself often rocking back and forth while I am holding him standing up. By the end of the day, my feet and knees just ache. Poor joints are common in my family, and I'm wondering if I can do anything to help reduce or slow the stiffness I'm already feeling. Thanks for your information and time. Well, Candice, Sue, what can she do? That is an excellent question. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those days of standing and rocking for hours on end. Yeah. Oh, you may. (laughs) For me, it wasn't the joints per se. It was, um, I started getting um, uh, varicose veins. Oh, wow. And that was what was causing my aching. Oh, ouch. But that wasn't like a mystery because you could also see it. You could see them. Yeah, Yeah. and that was triggered by the pregnancy. But it sounds like she's saying specifically that this is joints. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that I would recommend Amber ask when she's talking to her herbalist, doctor, naturopath, whomever it is she's seeking Getting a good diagnosis is always the very beginning. Yes, that would be helpful. Beginning, and then then you can work on a cure. And don't don't take, don't don't sell yourself short. Get yourself a good diagnosis first. Yeah. But just on the general answer about what do you do for joints, that's something that we can definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. I Mm -hmm. mean, for instance, if your joints are inflamed, if that's the real problem, is that you're really getting inflammation, similar to like arthritis or that sort of thing. You can get inflammation for many reasons. I get inflammation every freaking month. It's Mm -hmm. a hormonal thing. Right. It just happens every month, same time of the cycle. Yeah. You know, and there's like a hundred different types of arthritis. Yeah. Right. And so. then there's, yeah. And then there's like the arthritis and, and, you know, like there's different reasons. Yes. So whatever the reason general, is or whatever's causing it, there's a lot of herbs and, and foods that you can take to help mm-hmm. reduce the inflammation. Yeah, definitely. I think the uh, uh, turmeric with some black pepper. Yep. That's an excellent blend. Uh, turmeric is one of, uh, it's a favorite of ours. And I know we we talked about it with uh, uh, Maria Noel Groves, right? Also about some ways of dealing with turmeric. Yes, in fact, in my milk. family, we just added turmeric to our um, chili pepper oil. So we we steep, we get the little mini crock pot out. We put a layer of crushed red chili pepper flakes at the mm-hmm. bottom, and then I add about an inch of ginger, usually that I've cut a Fresh. little bit. Yeah, Fresh. yeah, I'll cut it into like. Several slices, so I can pick it out easier later. Is it like frozen? Like you have it in the freezer, or is fresh? For ginger, the ginger is fresh. Okay, chili peppers are just dried, dried dried chili pepper flakes, not a powder, right? Not whole chilies. Something you can strain out. Yeah, something. Well, something you could you could strain out if you wanted. I don't. Chili pepper oil in Asian cooking, you leave the chili pepper in. Oh right, yeah, Yeah, because you see the little. The yeah. speckles. Yeah. 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 So that, that so that stays in. Mm-hmm. The ginger root I cut into a few slices because I don't want to leave that in when it's done infusing just because it's not necessarily you can. great. You can. You sure. could you could shred it and it's leave edible. it in. Um, if you only have powder, you could probably use a powder. It'll just make your oil a little muddier, muddier looking. Muddier. And then I add turmeric because I, I have access. We have good Asian restaurants or Asian stores, grocery mm-hmm. stores, so I can get fresh turmeric. So I shred it and stick it in the freezer. And when I'm ready to make my chili pepper oil, I just take out 
the equivalent of an inch worth, you know, a tablespoon-ish. Yeah. So and you have stick like in a in little Ziploc bag or in a yeah. container? Yeah, in a Ziploc huh. bag because, you know, I'm too lazy to actually put a container in. I can shove the Ziploc bag in various in crannies and stuff. You know? <laughs> but it's pre-graded. <laughs> yeah, I grade it beforehand because I can't. I'll buy the package of the turmeric roots and there's just too many of them. I couldn't use all of that in my cooking in a week. Right. So uh, rather than keeping them, because I've tried keeping them and they don't last in the refrigerator quite yeah. as long as ginger oh, does. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I found if I shred them and then stick them in a bag and freeze them, they work just fine. Well, actually, she shreds them, freezes it, mm-hmm. and then puts that frozen into a bag. So mm-hmm. it's it's easy to dose. Because oh, if, you, pull out, if yeah. you if you shred it and then just freeze it, it clumps. Right? Yeah, the two like giant balls that I have in the the yeah. current one now that's from being lazy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought that they just kind of someone left them on the counter too long. Normally, yeah, you would, you would put them in a cookie sheet. You spread like it out on a cookie like sheet, like you do with blueberries. Yeah, yeah. and then right. freeze it, and then put it, and then collect it together, put it in a bag, so that when you're cooking, it's easy to, to pull, pull out, out a tablespoon or so. A tablespoon is roughly equal to an inch. So they've been frozen separate from each other, and then. You're yeah. the frozen pieces. In yeah. It. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I take the frozen pieces and on that one, since they're already shredded, I'm just plenty. I just left it in. I didn't try to strain it out. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to use turmeric and you had fresh, you could use, and you didn't want to leave it in your finished oil, mm-hmm. you could slice it like you do the ginger into a couple of pieces and stick that in. Right. Let it sit in the little mini crock pot for maybe four hours on the counter, half a day. I've done it overnight before, although it, it gets a little crispy. Is there a flexibility in the oil that you could use? I use grapeseed oil. You could use any oil you want. Sesame? Yeah. I don't know about sesame. sesame I don't know the temperature and the, oh. fact that the sesame spoils. Yeah, sesame will go bad. It doesn't stay all the time. But you mm. could use any oils. I believe grapeseed um, oil is an anti-inflammatory, but I can't remember. Borage seed oil would be a sure. really good one. Yeah, to I don't know how that responds to temperature because I know I always see it in the refrigerated section. Yeah, I'm not sure how that one or like hemp seed oil would be mm. another really potentially good oil, but I don't know how it will do with temperature. Yeah, that's true. Well, with uh, borage and, and evening primrose and blackcurrant oil, that's used for inflammation, yep. inflammation, yep. anti-inflammation. Yeah, and hemp seed oil has that same. What are those called? The G- omega three. It's got a balance. Omega three, six, nine. It's got a balance. So those and then the GLAs. GLAs. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, GLA is a type of omega three. Oh, okay. See, yeah. it's so many letters. Well, they, I know, I know. They're just being all I know is it has to have omega <laughs> complex. Right. <laughs> right, but GLAs are are fantastic for inflammation, and you yeah. can get that separated in a health food store. They'll have it. They'll have mm-hmm. GLA. Sometimes they'll have it combined with A and D or E. Yeah, you know the combination. I've seen it. I quite often with D and E and a GLA, and that's specifically right. for inflammation. Sometimes uh, people that have eczema or skin condition, that the inflammation is from the skin. That's a oh, pretty common yeah. common thing for that. But yeah. So yeah, yeah that that's a good thing those are some good anti-inflammatories that you can take internally. Mm-hmm. Or fish oil. Um, yep, and, and fish oil. And this is safe. You know, borage yeah. is, borage oil is not, Borscht seed oil, I should say, is not safe if you're pregnant. Right. That's counterindicated if you're pregnant. But she's telling us, this particular person is telling us that she's had her child. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're you know, deciding what to do, you definitely have to consider things like, are you breastfeeding? Are you not? Mm-hmm. Are you 
you know, is your little one actually two years old and you're working on another little one, in which case you could be pregnant and right. having the same problem. Yeah. I did rock my kid for forever. Yeah. And some people topically castor oil yeah. can rub right into those joints and that helps a lot. It helps also with like period pain, rub right onto your belly, you know, mm. so, but rubbing it into, that's one of the things that the midwife I worked with, she used castor oil topically a lot and she would heat it ah. you know so it's it's warm not hot to the touch you don't want yeah. burning oil on but you comfortable it would yeah. be terrible but yeah yeah just she'd have you put the oil on you and then put a hot pack and that just helped oh. so much well, yeah, those are those that. are things to add uh ginger is you already mentioned is yep. fabulous fabulous Chili and is another one that you chili. can use topically as well. Yeah, you, you can have make like a, a chili palm. You chili have a really palm. good red tiger balm like recipe. Yes, we have on a, our website. On the website, yep. That's that would be simple. another one that would be good for swollen joints, right? Especially if the joint stiffness and soreness has partially contributed to the fact that you're rocking back and forth, and therefore your muscles are feeling some your muscles and tendons, and the whole mm-hmm. structure is the problem. Yeah. Rather than just purely inflammation, like inside or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like rather than an arthritic condition. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and I recommend uh, for, this is kind of going back a little bit to the varicose veins, yeah. that the circulation for mamas, new mamas, usually they're pretty, their systems are taxed. Oh, yeah. And their eating is fairly sporadic. Oh, so yeah. their blood glucose <laughs> can go up and down and, and cinnamon helps with varicose veins or varicosities in general hemorrhoids as well but it helps with circulation and i have noted and i've seen a few small studies about cinnamon used to help with inflammation so just having a cinnamon stick you know you're you're not going to be you know taking a spoonful of cinnamon don't do that don't take the cinnamon challenge just you know a mama will walk around and can have a cinnamon stick that she just kind of chews on or puts in a in a cup of tea or something that's an easy thing to do for a person on the run that has oh, yeah. a little one with them. So, oh, yeah. and, and if a, if a kid gets into your cinnamon sticks, big deal. Oh yeah. My son used to eat sticks. He'd come up to me and say, stick mama. Right. Like a couple times a day, it's he was eating a, a whole cinnamon stick. Yeah. The red tiger balm though, you have to be very careful because that's not appropriate for little kids. Yeah. So yeah. make sure you're putting that up. Um, yeah. And this sounds like she's got a little kid that's not climb climbing and things like that yet, but you yeah. have to be very careful. You wash your hands after you put it on you because you pick up that baby and the baby will be very unhappy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be horrible. That would be horrible. You had some other ideas too, like pineapple. Oh, yeah. What pineapple. Fresh, fresh. Fresh pineapple. pineapple. Yeah. Um, and that's because it's got bromelain in it. Don't put that on your knees. Instead, you, you, you know, if you want, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to step in someone's day, but uh, the pine, fresh pineapple is full of bromelain and that's really good for inflammation. Okay. So, and you can get that as a supplement as well, depending on, and some people, they just, they, like if they're an athlete, for example, they'll get the fresh pineapple juice and put that oh, into yeah. smoothies and my goodness, it's so revitalizing so and tasty. it really helps with the, the inflammation. Yeah. Uh, and then herbally, if you were going to make a tea. Oh, wow. Well. Like ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. 
that's a fine tea. Yeah, it's not the super yummy thing, but there's so many other things you can add to it. Yeah, you could add some cinnamon. yarrow or meadow cinnamon. Yeah, <laughs> cinnamon. Yeah. Yarrow or meadow sweet. Sure, potentially just as a all. pain reliever. Yeah, it'd be a nice semi general. Meadow sweet would be a lovely taste. I think that's so appropriate for new moms. Yes, for new parents in general. For me, that one helps when I've got hormonal swelling, you know, inflammation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Meadow sweet is so good. Yeah, and it's a nice treat it, it, it's a mm-hmm. and yet like with willow it just it tastes like a tree you know yeah, it's, yeah. willow bark is <laughs> pretty harsh <laughs> right the yeah. meadow sweet is it's got a wonderful it's a little bitter but it's really not bad yeah. and it's you it's could awesome. add some like um fir needles or spruce needles in that for some extra vitamin c or you know like a douglas fir which is yep. not a true fir um, needles in there and that would really with help. a little bit of the pineapple juice yes oh, tasty. listen to us we're so smart oh, so yes. excited <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good one another one pepper you mentioned a little bit pepper for like chili um, peppers for chili peppers yeah. yeah and you you've got some cayenne that you've got in that uh, recipe for the tiger tiger balm like recipe yes i can't remember if the tiger balm has chili pepper in it but there is a chili pepper balm i believe yeah. on our site or else it's in our folio i know it's in our folio. definitely it's so great for inflammation and for pain because it takes the substance p out from between the, yes. the nerve the nodes and it's excellent yeah. for long-term use so if you're it it's a one that's that one in particular is recommended for arthritic use on a daily basis right if you're nursing, some babies are sensitive to that because right. it does come through the breast milk. Right. Some, but if you're putting it on topically, no you won't, problem. You won't yeah. have a problem. You so if you're finding problem. that that's exactly the case, you mm-hmm. might find that putting a topical chili balm on your knees and feet like every evening. Yeah. Yeah. I had a baby that, that was... Um, had a lot of allergies, no milk products, no broccoli, no cauliflower, no this, no that, but peppers, fine. Oh, wow. Peppers were great. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I didn't, I was careful about the salt anyway, uh, because I found with the amount of children that I had at that point, my blood pressure was a little high. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stress. Yeah. So I lowered my salt content, but I just threw salsa on everything. That nice. was my salt substitute. Well, not on everything, but on many things. So that that I think that really helped me get through. Nice helped me stay pretty calm and and salsa is just good for you. Salsa has a lot of really good properties to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I think people they talk a lot about things that we need in our life, and uh, sulfur is one of those things. You know, we talk about garlic and we talk about onions, and those are really high sulfur foods. And mm. sulfur is one of those elements we really need in our life, and. I think that the onions and garlic and stuff like that, when I was adding more of that with the salsa, because mine was high in onion and high in garlic, oh, yeah. those are my things I liked. I just felt better. Like, my joints felt better. My, yeah, my energy have, level was better. I can't imagine going a day without at least, you know, a couple of cloves of garlic and an onion. Yes. I mean, honestly. Yeah. We don't, I, I can't. I don't it's, think it's there's essential. ever a day when we don't have that in our cooking, at least one meal, minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah, it's a it's a really good one. Um, I'm going to think of a, a couple of other small things that people can add. Um, the gin raisins was another yeah, fun one. The gin raisins, and I don't I, maybe that'll work. Maybe it won't. I don't know. That's one of those things that we are going to try. Gin raisins. We're going to try. They, gin and that's a recipe out of Body into Balance by yep. Maria Noel Groves. That's right. And yeah, I'm excited it's to see. I mean, we'll have to have a revisit on the gin raisins later this summer. A handful of raisins isn't going to change our life. 
It might yeah. just be fun, you know, you know, or it might, heck? it might be the it magical could change. that we need. It we could change life. It could. It'd be awesome. It could. It does have gin in it. It does have gin in it. Yeah. Well, it, that you're itself about right that, there. That sounds yeah, delicious. Yeah, juniper. Sounds juniper. good to me. Yeah, juniper. Uh, gin, if the gin is made from juniper, not all, not all gin is. Uh, then, yeah. then we're talking about medicinal because gin was made as medicine. Yeah, it was devised as medicine, and for a variety of conditions, arthritis included. Yes. So that's if you're using gin and then soaking it, then you know it's, there's that possibility that you do have some medicine right now. But we don't know because we're just going to try it for snorts and giggles. We could do a gin martini with raisins instead Golden of olives. Golden raisins. Ooh, that sounds fun. Huh? The last one you had mentioned before when we were talking about this was frankincense. Oh, right. Yeah. What's the uh, deal there? Because that seems like, you know, really church. Herb. It does. Honestly, it does. that's going to make your joints feel better. Yeah. Remembering sitting Seriously. in church on those hard pews might not psychologically. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just talking about my own personal experience. But uh, yeah, Boswellia is the botanical name that oftentimes it's uh, sold in stores as Boswellia, but it's frankincense. That's ah, that's what it is. And it's usually in a capsule. Okay. Um, you do see it sometimes sold in tinctures, but the tinctures, it's it's a resin. Yeah. You know, Frank's Incense is a resin and it's, you have to use like a 95%, you know, like. That would be a proof. hard one to take. It's very disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm using, um, oh gosh, I, it's just ever clear that you're using, that's mm-hmm. the. The commercial yeah, name for 200 it. proof. Yeah, exactly. You're using the hardcore stuff, which is like battery acid, and you put the the frankincense resin bits in there, and it's gorgeous. And then after a while, it will eventually dissolve and turn into a tincture. And it it does not taste wonderful. No, it doesn't sound. I mean, I think of frankincense really as being an incense, or mm-hmm. I've I've had essential oil of frankincense before. Yeah, and it's very strongly antimicrobial. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those lots of different things. What is causing your swelling? Yeah. You know, do you have a low grade antibiotic? You have a low grade bacterial infection that can cause some inflammation. There's all kinds of things that it could be. uh, But for taking it as a tincture, it can also cause some stomach upset. Mm -hmm. No. So there's if you add it to a couple of other different things, maybe some of the things like the turmeric and ginger, like we mentioned with some pepper, that might be a, a good blend. We'll. We'll work on, I will work on putting some recipes on the website. Yeah. Another thing to do potentially if you've got Chinese medicine and acupuncturists nearby is to look into acupuncture. Mm -hmm. So I know for myself at certain points in my hormonal cycle, I will have my feet and my knees and sometimes my hips will feel so sore. I feel like I'm an old woman. It's really painful to walk. And it's a specific energy channel. I don't remember which one, but it's a specific channel. And he puts a couple points in and the pain goes away completely. And then I'm fine, usually for two or three days. Then it comes back. Mm-hmm. Then I go back to acupuncture. It goes away again. Then my period starts. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's if it's related, if the joint pain that you're feeling is related to an imbalance in your energy system, mm-hmm. acupuncture might very well help considerably. If it is like arthritis, acupuncture can still help. So yeah. it's worth it to talk to an acupuncturist or Chinese medicine pre- practitioner. Yeah. For a lot of people yeah. also, just a good hot bath. Yes. Throwing some bath salts, some salts which we have recipe for how to make your own bath salts. Yep. And I would suggest um, 
Even a foot bath can work. Really. Oh, a foot bath is Amazing. great. And I know that's hard for mamas to do. That can right. be hard. You know, if you have mm-hmm. a, a helper or if you have a kid that's a solid sleeper, then and, and a bathtub, yeah. all of those pieces together, then great. You can take yeah. a bath. Or a decent foot basin at least. Right. Um, linden, otherwise known as tilia, flowers or leaves are great to add to a good um, Epsom salt um, baths, bath soak, I guess they're called bath yeah. soak recipe. I know, right? Stupid drug industry co-opted bath salts, which actually made sense because they Epsom were salts, salts are yeah, actually salts. Yeah. But you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, but that brings back to bringing some sulfites into your system again, as well as magnesium. And every, everyone, that I swear, helps. in America needs more magnesium. Yeah. Right? It seems like that's the big thing. So those are some pretty good ideas for helping people in general feel better about themselves. But again, start with a good diagnosis and just take good care of yourself. Watch your diet. Yeah. Get, take care of mama and you can take it better care of baby. Yeah. Thank you, Amber. And good Thank luck. Thank you. Yep. Good luck. And if you want to submit your questions, there's a couple of places you can find them. In each of the show notes of our podcast, there is a section in the show notes about we need your questions. You can click on the link and you'll get a form. The other option is to actually go to the top of the uh, website under the podcast tab and click on the Herbalism 101 Real Herbalism Radio uh, tab and you'll bring up to a form where you can ask your question. If you ask a question, you will receive, and we answer it, you'll receive the Natural Nutrition Book for free. 